Welcome to the Nerd Stalgic Podcast with your host, the Ginger Howdy folks, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Nerd Stature Podcast with me, your host Luke. Hope you're doing well, hope you're all good, as per usual. Now before I get into today's topic, as you all know, I've got to do the business first. And the business is good business, because business is good. Um, today's business, as always, is World of Books. Uh, for the long-time listeners and for new listeners, World of Books is a company that uh, do fantastic things with recycled books. They rescue books from landfills, charity shops, that sort of things, and give them a new life and sell them for cheap online. Uh, and I love them. And I've, I've gone to them for years. And so they have greatly, and I really appreciate them for this, for sponsoring not just the show, but every episode up until the end of the year by giving me a promo code that you can use uh, at checkout. So if you go to checkout with any books that you do that, or they do video games, they do vinyl as well. Uh, if you type in the code NERDY10, that's N-E-R-D-Y-10, NERDY10, at checkout, all, high, all higher case, then you can get yourself 10% off your next shop. Uh, so thank you very much to World of Books for sponsoring the show. Now, today's topic is, it, it's taken me a while to get round to this one, but I wanted to let the, the dust settle because as I will get into in a minute, there's a lot of hate that goes around with this movie. And to be honest, I can somewhat understand it. Um, so I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to let the dust settle. I'm going to let all bygones and bygones and let everybody sort of, you know, fight each other and whatever's left on the battlefield, I will sort of pick the scraps. Um, and that's what I'm doing. So today's topic is I finally got around to watching Buzz Lightyear, well, Disney's Lightyear, not Light, not Buzz Lightyear, Lightyear on Disney+. Plus. Um, but before I get into that, it's story time. Before I get into the review, I want to tell a bit of a story. Um, so I have a great love for Toy Story. You know, Toy Story first came out in 1995. I was born in 98. So I think when I was born, I think we had Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2 came out in, in 1999. So it was, I was only about a year old um, when it came when the second movie came out. Um, but as for a lot of things I've watched and a lot of things that I reviewed, you know, I've I tend to sort of review cornerstone movies because to me, movies that have a cornerstone or even some sort of um, emotional connection to are the most powerful. It doesn't matter if the movie's good or not. I feel like they're the most interesting because even if, like I said, the film is crap, it still means something to you, you know. And T Toy Story for all of us, I think is one of them sort of things that we all commonly share is our love for Toy Story. Because we all had that idea when we were kids, when we were playing with our toys, that when we le left them, that they, were, they, that they were alive, that they would come to life and have lives. You know, and I don't know about you guys, but I tried to do it many times myself, was I'd leave my toys on their own, and I would run out of my room, and I'd run down the stairs, make a bit of noise, and pretend that I'd run downstairs when I hadn't. I was still at the top of the stairs. And I'd creep to my bedroom door, and I would... I'd count to three and I'd like a surprise attack and I'd try to like push my door open and kind of catch them in the act and or just catch them falling over or something like that. Never did. Never happened. But I kept trying. You know, even now as an adult, you know, I'm 24, but I collect a lot of action figures and, and that sort of thing for like collectibles. And there are many times where like I would talk to them or I would like move them and be like, you stay there, don't move. And I'll be, I'll come back and I'd always check, but you know, um, 
and that's because I'm just young at heart. I'm still quite, quite sort of childish at heart, which you have to be nowadays. Like you know, the world's too dark and dismal to uh, dismal to be really sort of boring and really sad. You know, you've got to be sort of cheery, um, and don't let anybody tell you different. You know, um, but yeah, I still try to try to catch them at the act. Still haven't yet. Still trying. Um, but Toy Story for me means a lot. You know, I love Toy Story one, Toy Story two. Toy Story 3 had me in tears. I was crying at Toy Story 3. I went to the cinema to go watch Toy Story 4 with a friend of mine. And again, that movie, I didn't think it would happen for a, set, for a third time. Like Every Toy Story has made me cry, really. To be, let's be honest with ourselves. We're putting everything on the table. Every Toy Story has made me really, really bawl and cry. Um, but I didn't think it would happen a fourth time. I thought, no, there was no need for a fourth movie. Then the fourth movie came out, went to cinemas to watch it. I was there tears in my eyes crying i was like i don't want it to end please don't end i don't want to like i don't want a toy story 5 toy story 5 is not needed i just you know how it ended i thought it ended perfectly in toy story 3 and then to end it even more perfectly uh, if that's even a word in toy story 4 is just like you know they managed to get they with toy story they managed to get lightning in a bottle countless times no matter how you feel every time they made a toy story it always worked you know, and that's funny because I've mentioned this before. When Pixar did, did like decided to do what they were going to do, decided to do an animation studio, that they said they weren't going to do sequels, but they have done. And sometimes it's worked. Sometimes with Toy Story, it's worked. Then sometimes you get like a Cars two, or you get a Planes. Even though Planes was like a its own original thing, it was still part of Cars. Again, it didn't work. Cars Planes two really, really didn't work. Um, you know, in Monsters University and all that. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But with with Toy Story, like it was just lightning in the bottle. Every movie was perfect. Every movie on its own could stand alone as its own film. And that's just down to the amazing cast of toys, characters, and to the voice actors. You know, so we all have a love for Toy Story. Toy Story is ingrained in our hearts and in, in our soul. And the reason I'm telling you the story and the reason we all have this common shared love because i'm sure it's not just me who has this love for toy story because i had the toys and had everything to do with toy story um it's my next part what i'm going to mention is the fact that this movie got a lot of hate it got a lot of hate from fans and i was one of them i didn't well tell a lie i wasn't in terms of hating it as like this is the worst thing ever but i was more on the side of i don't like it because tim allen is not doing the voice for buzz tim allen is is buzz it's plain and simple he's always been buzz he is buzz Lightyear. Right. I get it. Chris Evans, Captain America. I love Chris Ed Evans. He's a fantastic actor. I'm not taking that away from him, but he's not Buzz Lightyear. He's somebody trying to be Buzz Lightyear. And I've seen all the interviews and I've seen all the sort of the press things that he did where a lot of people asked him that way. He was trying to basically he didn't want to overshadow. Um, well, no way he can, but he didn't want to basically take over from Tim, Tim Allen. He wanted to make it his own. But it's kind of hard, as he mentioned himself, to to take on the role that's so well known but for the one character for the one voice actor you know um and just to not what's the word i'm looking for to, to, for, for not to be him you know so i get it on his fact like he was just you know doing he had a contract he, he got offered it and I'm, you know i you know i would take it if i was offered by disney to do a buzz lightyear or a woody or something like show i'd want to do it you know i'd feel kind of bad like you know well doesn't tom hanks or you know tim allen want to do it but I guess if it's not live action, it's like if it, if it was a live action, if they made a live action Buzz Lightyear movie, then in all fairness, yeah, have Chris Evans play 
you know, Buzz Lightyear because it's live action. You know, Tim Allen is a bit old. He can't do it. And that's fine, you know. Um, but when it comes to voice work, Tim Allen's voice is still Tim Allen's voice. It still sounds the same as it did in 1995. It hasn't changed. You know what I mean? So they could have kept it. But there is a lot of hate to this movie. Um, I've learned, I've heard a lot of things with people saying, um, you know, the first 30 or so minutes was good. The rest was a bit convoluted. Um, you know, and the reason I say this and the reason I, I told my story of, of my personal story, Toy Story, and the reason why we all share that common love for Toy Story is because we all, sh- as like I said, we all share that love. Is the fact of when they were saying they're doing Buzz Lightyear and they were changing things and it, it, it was, it you know, it was a bit confusing. Like it wasn't till the end of this movie being close to coming out is that they actually said to people, oh, no, this is nothing to do with, with Pixar and the canon. This is just a movie that Andy watched in the cinema. And this is the reason why he likes Buzz Lightyear so much. Because for a long time, I was sitting there thinking, hold on, what's this movie meant to be? Is it a sequel? Is it a prequel? Is it, you know, how does it fit our, fit into the Pixar theory? How does it work? You know, what is this movie meant to be? You know, other than it's just Buzz Lightyear. Um so I feel like, you know, there was a lot of hate and I, some of it was warranted. Some of it was just a bit mean. Um, but I just wanted to say before we started, you know, kind of give you the groundwork. We all share this love and I can understand where people were coming from, where they disliked it and why I had a lot of people that have issue with it. But as I do with every review, whether it be in a movie that I've watched a thousand times or it's a movie I've, I've watched for the first time, if it's got love or hate for it, I always try to go in with a clear mind and I want to give my first initial sort of, my my true opinion um as best as possible because that's what you that's what you listen for you listen for me to give my 100 percent opinion not oh i liked it but uh some guys on the line said it was horrible so i'm gonna love it you know i'm not like that i'm gonna give it the fair dues of what i feel like is fair and what i my views and opinions so um with that being said that's the introduction that's sort of giving you an understanding of where i stand on toy story and the whole sort of hate it's got it got a lot of hate a lot more than i've, I've mentioned i only want to mention a few things because we'll be here all day the hate that this movie got could be probably made into its own episode but i don't want to do that we've already spent 10 minutes on the introduction i want to move straight on to the um review because that's the most important part that's why you're here so without further ado let's get into it shall we right so the review so uh, first off, I'm going to start with the characters. I know I'm not going to start with the story, but I'm going to start with the characters. Um, the characters are great. Uh, all the characters are quite interesting, I would say. Um, I understand where people are coming from now with the first 30 minutes are the per- most hard-hitting. I'll admit, I didn't cry in this movie. There were moments where I could tell like this is the moment that's meant to build up to have tears. Um, I didn't cry. And I'll get on to why in a minute but the first 30 minutes is incredible of this film i would even go as far as the first 45 for me personally the first about 40 to 45 minutes for me would be good because i checked it because I, I checked i kept looking to see when the 30 minute mark was coming to kind of see where people's kind of opinions because that's what a lot of people were saying online so i wanted to kind of see if people were wrong that sort of thing in my own sort of opinions for me it was around about the 40 to 45 almost an hour mark where it started to lose me um but the characters were interesting, especially the, the Horde form where you first meet um, oh, the Buzz Lightyear and he has his companion, which is Hawthorne. Uh, when you meet her, very interesting. What happens to her, her story, her family. Very cool. Um, Socks, 
Socks for me stole the show. Socks was the little cat. Socks was hilarious. There were many moments in this, in this where, it, oh, like I, I just love the bit where like he has a tranquilizer dart and was like, "What was that made? Was was that for me? If I get out of line, he's like, I'll, I've, I've give you five minutes." <laughs> and there were moments in this or it, it just made me laugh. And Socks stole the show. Like I would happily watch a movie just on that cat. And I'm not even a cat person. I prefer dogs dogs but socks really stole the show um i loved it fantastic um but yeah like there's many characters but apart from like even though they're all pretty good none of them really stood out apart from socks um the old the elderly sort of hawthorn and buzz Lightyear, and the rest for me just felt like just they were just there you know what I, mean? I don't remember any of their names none of them really did anything to make me go oh they're interesting i like them it's, they just fell like fella characters. It kind of reminded me of like I liked The Incredibles too. The Incredibles two was a movie that I kind of wanted, but then I watched and I was like, I don't need it. But you know, I liked it for what it was and what it did. Halfway through that movie, you have a you have a section of characters, other superheroes, and they're there, but and they have in interesting powers, but none of them really do anything. They're just kind of fodder. They're background characters just to fill in space, you know. And then by the end, they turn evil because of, like, you know, the whole thing happened in the story. And then you see a bit more of their powers. And then they get the goggles knocked off of them. And then that's it. They don't really do anything. They have, like, small 15 to 20 second sort of moments each. And that's it. And that's how it felt with these background characters. Is that they're just in the way. They're just there, you know. Um, so in terms of characters, the only ones that really stood out was Hawthorne, Socks, and Buzz. Obviously, Buzz stood out. Um, as I mentioned, I, 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 as I always do when, uh, whenever I do any sort of review, I always write down my notes. And I put in like uh, in brackets, Chris uh, plus Tim. Um, as I mentioned, there was a lot of hate about the whole, the whole Tim, Tim Allen thing. Uh, but again, as I mentioned, I always try to go into reviews and I try to not judge it. So I'm sitting there watching the movie. And at first, all I could hear was Captain America. If I close my eyes, all I could hear was Captain America being Captain America. Because especially when he was doing these inner monologue and he was talking to himself and he was doing very technical language, I could just hear Steve Rogers, Captain America, right? Um, and then there were moments in it where you, where you meant to... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Emotionally connect to Buzz. You're, you're, you're meant to um, uh, feel what he's feeling. I just couldn't. Because I'm so used to hearing Tim Allen's voice talking to Woody in those sort of moments that whenever, t uh, whenever Chris, you know, whenever, not Chris, but whenever the script asked Chris to be very somber and very sort of connecting, I just couldn't connect, you know. So there were moments where uh, you did have disconnect and there were moments where I felt like, yeah, that that's Buzz. And then it was like, that's not Buzz. You know, and they try. They did a lot of sort of catchphrases. You know, it's like they they did. Oh, you're mocking me, aren't you? They did that one. Uh, they did blast whenever something would go wrong. You go blast. Um, you know, he did it to infinity and beyond. And uh, there there were loads of other, like really sort of buzz catchphrases that, that they used. But I get it. You know, it's meant to be the movie that inspired the toy. I get it. But the same stage is the fact of it was just cringy because it just didn't work. Like, those words don't work unless it's Tim Allen, unless it's his voice. So, basically, what I'm trying to get at is the fact of I understand the hate. Like, I could happily watch this movie and listen to, you know, Chris's voice and it'd be fine. But 
there are moments where Chris's voice works and there's moments where it doesn't. And it's the moments that don't are the reason why I don't get connected to, to Buzz, why I don't get the drama, why I don't feel I don't care for him. I should care about Buzz Lightyear because, you know, for God's sakes, Toy Story. You know, I grew up with Toy Story. I had, I had Buzz Lightyear toys. I had voice drama pajamas. I had, you know, I love Buzz Lightyear. You know, I have I have T-shirts with Buzz Lightyear on. You know, I I grew up with Buzz. Buzz and Woody was like my my friends. You know, I was part of the Roundup Gang. You know, I should be so emotionally absorbed into this movie, but I can't because the voice doesn't fit. You know what I mean? And that's the issue. I so now I now I've seen the movie. I understand the ridicule. I understand the hate. And I do agree. Like if this movie was done with Tim Allen's voice, I think it would have done what a lot more because even though the character of Buzz doesn't look like the Buzz that we know, because this is done a lot more sort of high graphics, realistic wise, that's fine. That's completely fine. There's no issue with that. It's just, if it was Tim Allen's voice, you know what I mean? It should have been Tim. I, I don't want to drill into that. Like, I don't want to go too far into it because we've already spent too much time on that and there's other things to talk about. But yeah, in terms of characters, it just, it just for me, it just didn't work, you know, sadly. And it was mainly because of the voice. But again, that's what I feel. As for the story, um, the beginning was solid. Um, it quickly lost me around the middle. Like I said, around the 40 to 45 minute stage, I'm starting to lose me. Um, I will... I, I tried my best to stay away from spoilers. Um, I will get into spoiler territory near the end when I talk about the twist, but that won't be for a while, and I will warn you when that comes up. Um, but as for the story, no spoilers. But there are things in this in this movie that, um, you know, was great. You know, was was high fantasy, was high sci-fi, but I feel like it would lose a lot of people. You know, it would lose a lot of the fan base because a lot of people are going to be watching this, right? Are going to be kids you know so it's going to for for somebody like me who likes fantasy who who likes science who gets all this height this this idea of you know time travel and the the faster you go in in light speed the more time is like the faster you go the slower you age and everything else ages normally um you know all that sort of sci-fi concepts i'm used to those sort of things i've read high fantasy you know books like hyperion and dune and stuff like that and you know i'm used to that kind of stuff but for the kids they're gonna watch that and be like oh look pretty colors oh look buzz is in a spaceship going around the sun that's cool you know so i get what they were trying to go for it just doesn't work and you know a lot of that high fantasy just it, it even it it even lost me it will lose a lot of the audience and it will it lost me near to the end because it started to not make sense like there was so many questions near the end i was like hold on where did that come from how did that happen i get what you're saying but that don't make sense because you, you you've you've given me such a high concept of fantasy okay so i'm on board with the concept of what you're trying to show but then again this 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 sort of brings in with the whole twist part but You've shown it me, and I get how it works, but you haven't shown me how it works within the story, within the narrative. And because you haven't shown me in the narrative, you've lost me. Because it doesn't matter how much I understand what you've already told me, because it doesn't has nothing to do with the, with the narrative, I don't understand what's going on right now. And I've got more questions than answers. You know what I mean? If Well, hopefully you know what I mean. I feel like I've confused myself, let alone anybody else listening. Um, but... I just feel that in terms of in terms of story, 
the beginning as this would have worked as a short story even better to be honest this would have worked if it wasn't a buzz like your movie if you took the buzz like your name and character off off it and you made like ranger like you know space ranger rick or um you know astro blaster or something like that you know some sci-fi spacey name right you took the whole toy story buzz like your thing off it and you just made Pixar try the hand at making a, a fantasy, a sci-fi, epic, you know, space opera sort of film. This would have worked, you know, because then we wouldn't be attached to the whole Tim Allen and Chris Evans thing. We wouldn't be attached to the whole how does it link in with Toy Story, you know, or even the fact of this doesn't feel like the Buzz that we know. This doesn't feel like you know what Buzz would do or how Buzz would act. You know what I mean? So. You wouldn't have that issue. All that issue wouldn't exist. So it would just all you'd have would be people go into the cinema completely new, completely fresh and experiencing it for what it is. And it can still be confusing. It can still use high fantasy sort of stuff. Just the narrative would have wouldn't have been as much affected if they hadn't had put the whole Buzz Lightyear on, on top of it. And I feel like that's the issue with this movie is the fact that it was a Buzz Lightyear movie, but didn't feel like it should have been a Buzz Lightyear film. You know, um, I think that's the issue for me anyway. And maybe that might be the issue for everybody else. So that's the story. As I mentioned, good for the beginning, loses you around the middle. And by the end, you're asking, you've got more questions than answers, really. Um, one of the key standouts for me, this whole movie, is the visuals. Now, what I've, again, I'm a big fan of Pixar. I'm a big fan of, of animation um, from the early days of animation to now. I just love looking at the progression of how animation has really sort of become somewhat quote unquote real, really. And Pixar are at the forefront in that. Pixar are always doing something different. Their movies have a style, but they always look different you know you have the realisticness of Wally, -E, then you have like the genesis sequa of the french you know paris you know paris you know the beautifulness of of paris in ratatouille it still has pixar but it's still very sort of very very different and it's very beautiful so i wasn't surprised when this when i watched this movie now how every single frame can be can be paused and just framed into a picture seriously there were so many moments in this movie where i'm sitting there a gawk like I'm, I'm, i've got my mouth open like a codfish just watching it be like that's incredible that is beautiful that could be a, that I, I can freeze frame this and pull it into a frame and pull it on my wall that looks gorgeous you know the explosions the creatures the planets uh the space travel you know when buzz goes around the sun multiple times and you can see how detailed the sun is the sun looks so accurately scientifically accurate I'm just blown away. And this whole movie is just like shot after shot after shot. Of, wow, wow, wow. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's just a shame that the narrative and everything else lets it down because this movie is gorgeous. Visually, this movie's stunning. And I'm not surprised, again, because it's Pixar. Pixar know what they're doing. Like, I go back to Toy Story 4. When I went to the cinema to watch Toy Story 4, I was blown away by the rain at the beginning of that movie there's a whole sequence where it's raining like really pouring down with rain and the water looks realistic the rain looks water realistic i'm like oh my god this looks gorgeous and there's one section in toy story in toy story 4 that blew me out of the way which looks so real i had to sit i couldn't i still don't believe it's animated there's a section where they're in 
the um, charity shop. I think it's like a charity shop sort of thing. And there's a cat. And the cat comes in and there's a spotlight. And the cat walks into the spotlight and it just starts to bend. As cats do, it starts to stretch. And the it'll, you can see the little flecks of dust. Kind of like in real life, if you went into that sort of place, it'd be incredibly dusty. You can see the little flecks of dust. All Each one of them has its own sort of light particle. So some of them are emitting light, some are not emitting light. Um, you know, some are not reflecting it, I mean. And the cat just looks so realistic. And I was blown away. I was like, oh, my God, that that cat looks real. That cat's not animated. That cat is real. Obviously, it was animated, but it just looks so good. You know, so every time Pixar makes a movie, they always blow it out of the out of the, out of the water of how good something just looks. Even when it's really, really cartoony, it just looks good. You know, it looks good. You just, you, you want to devour it. You want to eat it because it looks so delicious on screen. It's like porn. It's fantastic. You know, visual porn, that is anyway, not real porn. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it just looks so nice. You just want to keep looking. You know what I mean? Um, and that's this whole movie. And I feel like that's such a shame of this film is it looks so gorgeous. But everything else just lets it down. You're like, ah, 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 ah. You know what I mean? It's it's what it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster of emotion. You know, some moments you go, "Oh, that's beautiful." Oh, wow! I'm about to go over the hill, and this is the best ride ever. And then you're like, "Ah!" And then the story comes in. You're like, "Ah, oh, oh, I'm so deflated." You know, I watched it with my mum, and I looked over at my mum. So, what do you think of that? She goes, "Yeah, it was all right, but I wouldn't watch it again." And that's how I feel about this film: is the fact of everything. Like, it's beautiful. But I don't feel like I need to watch it again. This is the one and done sort of film. Of like, yeah, it was all right, but yeah, I don't need to watch it again, you know. Um, now for the twist, I'm going to get into a bit of spoiler territory. Um, so I will talk about spoilers about you know, about the story a bit and about the twist. So if you don't want to hear about any of these things, um, then by all means, jump ship and go. For those of you who are jumping ship who are not staying, um, overall my, my final sort of thoughts on this on, on well, my overall score for the film, shall I say, is a is a six out of ten. Um I it's 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 better than what people said, in my opinion. I think it was a better movie than what people gave it credit for. But seeing it one time is all you need. You only need to see this movie once and then that's it. You don't need to see this movie again. So that's for the people still who are about to leave. Those of you who are going to stick around for the twist, um, I'm going to count down to three. Then once I get down to three, I'm going to spoil the ending. And uh, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm going to spoil the ending. So I'm going to count down to three. So give me enough warning. So one, two, three. Okay. So there is a big twist at the end of this movie. It, well, I say it's a big twist. It's not a big twist. The original twist from Toy Story 2 was better than the twist in this, right? Um, at the end of this, it, it turns out that Zerg, Zerg's in this movie, that Zerg is um, Buzz from the future. And this is where it starts to lose me. This is where the whole point with the, you have the high concepts, but none of it makes sense, is the fact of um, Buzz basically, there's a moment in the, in the movie where he comes back and his friend Hawthorne has died, he's passed away, and that the new governor's in, he's like, okay, so... Basically, thank you for trying to find a, a like a way off this planet, but you you spent like sixty or so years doing it. Um, it's got like that's it. You know, we've we've got to call it quits. We're just going to put a shield up around uh, the the base, and we're just going to live here. Right? We're just going to survive here. And um, it's like okay, that's, you know, that's fine. But Buzz is like, I I I want to finish the mission. He's having nightmares, so he goes out. He steals the ship. 
he, he gets his new formula because socks basically finds out how to make this new sort of crystal that ha makes let makes him go to hyperspeed um so that he, he can come back so he goes off and for, again this is where it gets a bit confusing so the buzz that we see gets in the ship goes around the planet crashes onto crashes back onto the planet comes back it, it finds out he's been gone 21 years because uh, a lot of time travel in this movie and finds that things are different, that robots have now taken over and that people are trapped inside of um, the dome. And there's this guy called Zerg uh, and that's it. Right. And you, you go for the movie and you, you eventually get to Zerg's ship and you find Zerg. And it turns out that Zerg is Buzz. Uh, and it turns out he's an older Buzz, a very, very, very old Buzz. And that the Buzz that we knew who went round the planet, again, this is going to get confusing. If I do lose you, I, you know, it's not my fault. This is just the movie, right? So then the buzz that we know, who we saw go round the, go round the sun and come back into hyperspeed, another buzz, but it's the same buzz, went round the, the planet, but found him, when he came back, he was attacked and he was um, trying to get court-martialed for stealing property. Um, so instead, he basically fled and went as far into the future as he could he got into the future, found an alien ship. I guess it's alien. It could be human. I don't really know. Again, the film doesn't explain anything. The, the, the film doesn't explain of, of how we found the ship, who the ship belongs to, why the ship's there, um, any of that, why the ship's abandoned. You know, like I would imagine that when he went round the sun and he came back, he went as far into the future as possible, that that ship was a human ship was a ship from the colony that was on the planet why was it abandoned though i don't know but for some other reason he went as far as he can into the future found this ship found found the um the zerg sort of robot armor that he wears um, and then uses it uses the ship and the, the what's left of the crystal to go as far back into the past as he can um to right his wrongs to complete the mission but again if you're confused, so am I. And it's not my fault. I'm not the one explaining this. This is generally how this movie is. And this is why it's so confusing because you've given such a high concept of time travel and the whole idea that, you know, time travel is possible. The fast, like, the, the idea behind it is if I went into space and I went to, say, like, Jupiter and I was going the speed of light, right, I would age however long it took me to get to the Jupiter and back, right? But the time it take it took me to get from there and back would be more on Earth than it would in space because time is different in space. So, say for example, it doesn't. But say for example, it took me eight years to get from Earth to Jupiter, right? So I got eight years to get to that's a round trip. Eight years Earth to Jupiter, right? In those eight years, I've only aged eight years, right? But Earth has aged a lot more. I don't know the math how much more the Earth has aged, but there's a lot of a lot more years have passed on Earth than it has for me traveling those eight years, right? That's the idea and concept that they're trying to show. The problem is when you start bringing in future Buzz, and he's he, somehow a reality of Buzz that we've been known we've been we've been with for the whole movie isn't the Buzz that was somehow came back to Earth and went to the future and became Zerg. None of that makes sense. 
again, this is where for me it lost it lost me before this, but it I would assume that's where it lost a lot of people, and this is where it gets a lot of convoluted and it makes no sense, and the whole sort of structure and science and all the all the sci-fi shit you're trying to set up just falls to pieces, and it just becomes a shambles. And by the end of the movie, you're like, I don't know what's happening. I don't care for any because none of this makes sense, you know. Um. Like they even made a joke, and it really, it really annoyed me. Like I laughed, but it annoyed me because um, Zerg Buzz is trying to fight Zerg when they when they first meet, and um, he goes, Zerg goes, who like Buzz goes, who are you? And um, Zerg goes, you know who I am. And then Buzz stands there, looks at him a bit quizzical, and goes, Father. And then sort of Zerg laughs, and it opens up, and he goes, Haha, not quite. It's me. I'm you. From the future, and you can even you can tell that the look on Buzz, the look on Buzz's face, where Buzz even Buzz is confused. Like this, this none of this makes sense. Like how can you be me from the future? I haven't gone to the future yet, and that's when they start. That's when the future Buzz starts to explain to our Buzz um, how it happened. You can still see in Buzz's face, like yeah, none of this makes sense. Like I know it happened, but none of this made sense and even the future buzz is like i don't understand how this happened so even the characters even in the movie don't understand how or why any of this happened you know what i mean and this just shows me that pixar or the writers wrote themselves into a corner and then tried their best to write themselves out of it but it just didn't work because they had all this high fantasy and i mean high sci-fi sort of epic space opera sort of technical babble but they didn't know how to write themselves out of it. You know, what they could have done, which probably would have been more interesting, in my opinion, is they kept the whole... Because as we know, Toy Story 2... Because again, this whole sort of plot hole that they've done makes no sense to the canon that is in Toy Story 2 that we already know. Because in Toy Story 2, Buzz finally meets Zerg and um, he goes... Buzz goes, no, you killed my father. And then the Zerg goes, no, Buzz, I am your father. And then Buzz goes, no, you know, like a Star Wars sort of like reference. Um, and that's canon. You know, that's what it should be. So why not play on that? Why not have the fa fact of, you know, Buzz got lost on it? Because what happens in the story is that I'm going to give you a quick sort of breakdown of this movie. So you don't, you don't have to watch it. Right. Uh, or if you already have watched it. Um, basically, um, they're in hibernation in, the, in their ship. Uh, they get an announcement that, that they found a habitable world. So they land. Space Rangers are sent out. Buzz and Hawthorne are sent out with the rookie. And basically, they go out and um, they find out the planet's hostile. They try to escape. But while they're trying to escape, Buzz accidentally crashes the ship. Um, and then the, his whole sort of thing is try to finish the mission, try to find a fuel source that can power the ship so they can leave the colony. Um, and that's why he keeps going around the moon, going around the sun and coming back hyperspeed. And that's why every time he does it, four years pass and he does it and does it and does it. And eventually um, Hawthorne dies and he spends like 61 or so years doing it. He's only aged a few minutes over an hour, if anything. And um, when he finally comes back, his best friend, whose best friend's died, um, the new commander doesn't want to send any people. He's just happy to, you know, we tried for 61 years. It's time to call it quits, which again makes sense, really. Because for Buzz, it's only been a few minutes to an hour. But to everybody else, it's been a lifetime, you know. So you can understand where they're coming from. and be like, come on, 
you know we've tried it's time to call it quits we're stuck here but it's it's fine you know we have ways to protect ourselves and we'll just start a new life here um and boys like no we've got to finish the mission so he steals the ship goes into future blah blah, blah and that's where it gets a bit confusing um what could have fixed this film in my opinion like this is just off the top of my head i haven't wrote this down this is generally off the top of my creative brain right buzz obviously lands on the planet crashes it stuck there right space command back on earth or wherever gets notification that they haven't heard off the ship for ages right this is the last known coordinates okay so they don't have the technology to get back to the to, to them at the moment the last technology they had to do it um left with buzz buzz and his team so they don't have the tech to uh, get it so it's going to take the 61 years to to catch up with buzz to to not just um build the technology but to fly there right so they flew there buzz's dad is part of the space he's an older sort of um space ranger um he's leading the team and then he kind of gets there uh, and he but he's zerg right he basically becomes evil he gets there finds that his son's not there finds that they try to court martial his son for stealing the ship again this is all top of my head like generally this is just it right and uh, for some unknown reason buzz's dad uh, basically you know turns evil goes you know what you tried to prosecute my son my son all he tried to do was save your lives his best friend's gone you know and you try to court martial him and arrest him um for that you know i can't be having that you know and basically goes rogue then buzz comes back 21 years later for him only a few minutes but 21 years later finds zerg find the robots tries to figure out what happened find meets you know zerg finally and zerg's happy because it's his dad He's like, oh i found you son finally buzz is like who are you i don't know who you are suit opens up it's me i'm your father and um, he's like dad and then he's like why have you gone, gone evil and then you have that whole emotional dynamic where like he try he has to try and stop his father because his father wants to go back in time and help buzz save the day basically you know we have the crystal let's go back in time and I'll make sure that none of this ever happens. You know, you can go back and finish the mission and you won't get stranded on your planet. And, you know, I won't have to turn to evil and, and all this jazz, you know, we, we can start afresh and I don't know, you know, you know what I mean? Like I'm just, I'm just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, but already I'm thinking I would rather watch that movie than the movie that we got, you know? And then you can have a huge moment where like Buzz is like, no dad, I can't do it. I, I'm not, I, I, you know, my friend had a life. My friend had a kid, had family, family, found found a love life. You know, they. I can't take that away from them and all the other people who had lives. You know, I can't finish the mission. I won't let you do it. And then they have that big, big argument. They have a big fight, and he has to defeat his dad. It's really heartfelt. You know, and that's it. You know, and then the story's ended, and you have that moment where, where like Buzz has changed as a person, as a character. He had to fight his dad. He had to. Um, saved the day he, he finally finished his mission bingo bango job dunk roll credits billion dollars at the box office i don't know you know i'm just spitballing here but me not being somebody from disney just being somebody who reads a lot of books who loves sci-fi who's, who's sticking to the canon right and who, who occasionally writes books and stories every like you know every now and then you know i'm not a professional I'm a freelance sort of guy, and I'd managed to think I would say I wrote a pretty decent story. I would keep the I would be, I would keep the beginning as it is, and I would factor in my own ending 
that I just made up there on the spot. And I thought like that would have been a more interesting film because it keeps with canon, right? It keeps the whole, you know, Zerg being his dad. Yes, it's not a surprise for us for the audience, but it's still very much of, oh, it is his dad, you know, sort of thing. And instead of trying to twist it, be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to subvert expectations. It's not really his dad. It's him. Like, what? No. Fuck off. Go away. Kill yourself. Makes no sense. Go away. You know? Um, so I'm generally sitting there like, like, I've just made up a better story, a better ending to this movie, you know, and I didn't even try. That took me all about a couple of minutes, not even that, you know. So I don't know what was wrong with the writer's room. I think they tried to subvert expectations. They tried to go too far in with these high concepts and they just wrote themselves into a corner, in all fairness. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's that's Lightyear. That's that's that. Um, my final thoughts on the movie, as I mentioned at, before I did the spoilers, is that I wouldn't watch it again. I've, I've seen it once. That's enough for me. One and done. I can happily move on with my life. Um, this movie really shouldn't have been made. It didn't need to be made. Like This movie, again, would have worked if it had It had nothing to do with Buzz Lightyear. If it had nothing to do with Buzz, this movie would have made a bit more sense and would have worked a bit more. And I don't think they would have wrote themselves into a corner because they don't have to stick and subvert expectations because what we already know from the Buzz character and what we already know um, from Toy Story 2 with the whole Zerg and Buzz sort of revelation of I'm your father. Don't have to worry about any of that. Going fresh, going clean, tell your, tell your sci-fi epic and just have fun. Because they did, you can tell with the visuals, they were having fun with the visuals. It, this is a stunning movie. But everything else just falls flat. And that's it really it's it and that's why i said like this is why i couldn't get emotional because i just by the end i just i did i i was so caught up in trying to figure out how each everything makes sense that it made no sense you know like for example i go back to the whole zerg ship if when when buzz comes back comes back like what well, goes as far as in time as possible and finds this ship i would imagine that when he finds zerg ship and because you know it, Buzz himself can get inside of the suit and the suit fits perfectly for a quote-unquote human, human body, human physique, then, you know, I have to ask the question of like, okay, so in this far distant future wherever Buzz turns up, um, that the humans that were stuck on this planet eventually built this ship and built the robots and all that and built this power armor sort of stuff. But again, I ask the question, why are they not using it? Why is the ship derelict? You know what I mean? Um, and these again, this is just the issue with, with with this whole thing. None of it makes sense. You haven't explained none of it. You've just done it in, in a flashback and be like, oh, well, I did it in a flashback, so it's okay. Like, no, it's not. Just, even if you, if the whole point of a flashback is to fill in the gaps of the story that we haven't seen, that we wasn't present for, that's our point of a flashback. And not be like, oh, this happened, but we're not going to we're not going to explain it. But it happened. No, that's not what. It's not how it works. And for me. This is where the movie fell flat. So my final rating out of 10 is a 6. As I mentioned, I've watched it once. I don't need to watch it again. I do think it's better than what people gave it hate for. But that being said, I do agree with a lot of the hate. And I do understand why a lot of people didn't like it. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's all i got to say about this movie. So um, let's go to the end, shall we? Let's get this over and done with. And here we are, finally, at the end. So, yeah, that was Lightyear. Um, as you can tell, I wasn't really impressed. Like, I wanted to love this movie. I really, really did. You know, I, I loved the 
the the trailers and I loved it. when it announced I was like oh my god this is incredible but yeah it was a whole bleh yeah um but that's that's what I think what do you think by all means please let me know your thoughts and opinions on Twitter at the nerdstagic um no the nerdstagic underscore pod on Twitter or just type in the nerdstagic podcast and you should find me there also uh you can listen to this and all other episodes of the podcast on Spotify. Uh, you can also find me on Anchor, uh, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music Podcasts also, which is I'm really, really proud of. Um, currently, you can find the show on YouTube. So if you go onto YouTube and type in the Nerd Sagic Podcast, you'll find me there. Just look for my flaming face. Uh, currently, I'm at 42 subscribers. I'm hoping by the end of the year, I can get up to 45. So if you're listening and you have a YouTube, um, by all means, please subscribe and like and all that jazz it really helps out i really really appreciate it uh if you're listening to this on um spotify don't forget to give me a rating that helps a lot and i really appreciate that as as well uh, if you go into my profile on spotify underneath there is a star if you click on the stars that will give you an option between five stars and one star five stars being the best thing you've heard in your life and one stars vogons doing poetry absolute trash you know what i mean the absolute garbage and all that crap right um so whatever you feel like is fair one to five uh whatever you feel like is, is helpful um please do uh, give a rating because it helps me and i appreciate it greatly and um once again before we end i just want to thank you to order books for sponsoring the show and sponsoring the episode again if you're interested in anything that they do video games vinyl uh, secondhand books anything like that you can check out world of books by going to their website www.atworldofbooks.com also once you get there when you get to check out you type in the promotional code nerdy10 that's n-e-r-d-e why um 10 or higher case at checkout and you get to save yourself 10 percent off whatever you order so now that's all done without further ado it's time to end so as always thank you for listening to the nerd Sagit podcast as always i appreciate it deeply if you are a returning listener i appreciate you so much if you're a new listener welcome and thank you um and yeah so Thank you for listening to the show and I will catch you in the next one. All right, guys. Bye-bye.